0: All right, welcome to a special series of Realtor Fight Club. This series is called, What Would You Do? And it airs every Wednesday. And our guest today is the broker, Rachel Real, our favorite broker on this Fight Club. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Jen, how are you? Great, how are you? Fantastic. Great. So, what we do in this series is we discuss ethics. I can't talk today. I don't know (laughs) why. We discuss ethics and professional standards committee like violations, scenarios, different cases, and we talk about them and say, you know, what would we do? So, Rachel has one for us today that we want to talk about. What do you got, Rachel?
1: All right. So today we are going to talk about article one, which uh, falls under the client, duties to clients and customers. The so duties. this one, Jeez. the duties, right. Our duties. Cause we have enough duties. They're- okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is about the disclosure of latent defects in a property, Ooh. which is one we are all far too familiar with, <laughs> far too familiar. This is
0: going to be good. All right,
1: right. Isn't it? Okay. So article one states when representing a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other client as an agent, Realtors pledge themselves to protect and promote the interests of their clients. This obligation to the client is primary, but it does not relieve realtors of their obligation to treat all parties honestly. When serving a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other party in a non-agency capacity, realtors remain obligated to treat all parties honestly. So this particular case revolves around standard of practice 1-9. Can I ask you a question real quick about Absolutely.
0: So what is... Yes, you have to disclose.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> disclose, disclose, disclose.
0: Keep yourself out of jail. This uh, code or whatever, what is it? How does it relate to the fiduciary duties?
1: So hey, article one again, is the duties to clients and customers. So those are people that you serve in an agency capacity and in a non-agency capacity, right? Meaning, even if you don't have a, a an agency relationship, you know, outlined with a client or with anybody else, you still, ha- you can't be a lion bastard. Yeah. You, ha- you have to treat all parties. Honestly, you cannot, you cannot make so the, stuff up. Yeah, the client you cannot hide not- that you cannot hide the defects, right. Even though you're t- talking to someone who may not be your client.
0: Right. The customer is, uh, the other agent or the, the, exactly. other...
1: the attorney, somebody and, who you're not representing, right. It doesn't okay. mean okay. that you can, you only have to be honest and and straightforward with your own client. It, it covers everyone. I feel
0: like this is like golden rule though. Like common
1: sense, golden rule. Let's, let's talk about it. You should be
0: honest period. Right. right. right.
1: Come on. Right. Do we even have to talk about it? Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So standard of practice 1-9 says the obligation of realtors to preserve confidential information as defined by state law provided by their clients in the course of any agency relationship or non-agency relationship recognized by law, continues after the termination of the agency relationships or any non-agency relationships recognized by law. Realtors shall not knowingly, during or following the termination of professional relationships with their clients, one, reveal confirmation, confidential information of clients, or two, use confidential information of clients to the disadvantage of clients, or Three, use confidential information of clients for the Realtor's advantage or the advantage of third parties unless, A, clients consent after full disclosure, B, Realtors are required to by court order, or C, it is the intention of a client to commit a crime and the information is necessary to prevent a crime, or it is necessary to defend a Realtor or the Realtor's employee or associates against an accusation of wrongful conduct. Information concerning latent material defects is not considered confidential information under the Code of Ethics. Okay. Got it. All right. So let's discuss. Okay. I so have a feeling is, I know
0: what this is going to say, but let's read it. What do it. you think?
1: Okay. <laughs> Disclosure of latent defects. Realtor A had listed seller S's vintage home. Buyer B made a purchase offer that was contingent on a home inspection.
0: Okay,
1: Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. The home inspection disclosed that the gas furnace was in need of replacement because unacceptable levels of carbon monoxide were being admitted. Emitted. Based on the home inspector's report, Buyer B chose not to proceed with the purchase. Okay. It happens all the time. Realtor A told seller S that the condition of the furnace and the risk that it posed to the home's inhabitants would need to be disclosed to other potential purchasers.
0: Right.
1: Seller S disagreed and instructed Realtor A not to say anything about the furnace to other potential purchasers. Realtor A replied that that was an instruction he could not follow, so Realtor A and seller S terminated the listing agreement. Three months later, Realtor A noted Seller S's home was back on the market, this time listed with Realtor Z. His curiosity peaked. Realtor A phoned Realtor Z and asked whether there was a new furnace in the home. Why no, said Realtor Z. Why do you ask? Realtor A told Realtor Z about the home inspector's earlier findings and suggested that Realtor Z check with the seller to see if repairs had been made. When Realtor Z raised the question with Seller S, Seller S was irate. That's none of his business, said Seller S, who became even angrier, when Realtor Z advised him that potential purchasers would have to be told about the condition of the furnace since it posed a serious health risk. Seller S filed an an ethics complaint against Realtor A, alleging that the physical condition of his property was confidential, that Realtor A had an ongoing duty to respect confidential information gained in the course of their relationship, and that Realtor A had breached Seller S's confidence by sharing information about the furnace with Realtor Z. Thoughts? Here's my first thought. Right.
0: Initially, I thought he does have to disclose it. But then I thought, you know what? Here's the thing. Inspectors, at least where I am, they're, they're actually not licensed people. I think there might be some things that they have to do, but there's not, there used to not be any.
1: So when when he, like any, anybody's Uncle Joe could be a home inspector? Yeah, I could be a home inspector tomorrow. Really? Yes. Wow. So, Illinois, you have to be licensed, but does that surprise you in Illinois? But even if they are a licensed
0: inspector, what does that say know where about their ability to be a licensed HVAC guy?
1: Yes, I, I, I would agree absolutely. They're, they're a generalist,
0: right, by nature. So and that's I don't what think that their be. findings necessarily need to be disclosed because they're not. I wouldn't call them necessarily valid. I,
1: I would. I, I totally see where you're coming from on that because again, they're generalists. They don't, just because somebody flags something doesn't necessarily mean that upon further evaluation by a HVAC, plumber, electrician, et cetera, that there's going to be a problem. Right. I just went through this with a client a couple of weeks ago. The inspection report flagged the electrical panel as a hot mess. It needs a whole new panel. You need 200 amp service um, that's required by the village now, yada, yada. I mean, a whole laundry list of right. Stuff. And I looked at that report, texted a screenshot of it to my electrician, and said, "What's up with this?" Yeah. Because it's really great when you have an electrician and/or a plumber that you can do that with. Right. And he goes, "I don't know what the hell they're talking about." Right. Because it's 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 not a it's not a panel problem. This is eight breakers that need to be replaced. And see that happens. It's two hundred. It's two hundred dollars to do this. Right. And I said, and I also, on the other hand, having just gone through this myself, know that there is no requirement for an upgraded panel to 200 amp service just
0: because. Right. So that's your, that's exactly my point. I mean, how many times have we gotten an inspection report where they say the dishwasher doesn't work, but they never flip the dishwasher switch a million times. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, so if, if some random third party that has, that is hired by the buyer comes into your house and says, all this crap is wrong. Why then do you have to Like take it as like this is it's not it's gospel, right? It's it's not gospel, and and that's
1: that's the biggest thing. So that's why as agents, it's part of our job is to sit down with those sellers, those buyers, whoever we're working with, and and put these things into perspective, and then have those resources to be able to reach out to the plumber, the electrician, the HVAC guy, and say, hey, are the you know you're the guy? Is this a legitimate complaint? Is it not exactly put this in perspective?
0: Or I mean, you could do like a pre-inspection too. And that way it's like, sure. There are some reputable ones because there's so many that are not, but with every right. 10 people that are terrible, there's one really good one, right? It's just like realtors.
1: It, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a, a, those little tools that the inspectors use to, you know, to plug into outlets to test and see if they're correct. Yeah. I give that to the seller and say, go around and check your outlets, go right. around make sure you have, you know, make sure you have your GFCIs in the right place. Make sure all your light bulbs are fixed right. or that, that they're not burnt out. Right. I just had another one the other day where the inspector flagged front and back porch lights and we couldn't figure out how to turn them on. Nothing worked. It's in the report made a request and said, Hey, what's up with the lights? Yeah. Well, the seller's response back was these are all, t- these are special light bulbs attached to an app and we control them with the phone.
0: There you go. Boom.
1: Great. Okay. Just put a note on the door, put a note on the wall, something, leave a note in the kitchen just so that you're not sitting there going,
0: we don't know what, what's going on. What's going on. I right. think like, so for this thing, it, it's kind of a conundrum because it's like, our question is, is, is this an ethics violation? And to me, it, it doesn't seem like it is. Right and if you look
1: back at standard of practice 1-9 the very last sentence information concerning latent material defects is not considered confidential information under the code of ethics.
0: All right so that's what i guess if something was wrong that is what but if something's not wrong is it then gossip and slander and is that an ethics violation?
1: Right i mean you look at you know you look at the requirement to not say not make uh, what is it false and derogatory comments right. about fellow agents but are you doing that if what you're stating
0: is hundred percent truth? Right. That's I mean, also- he doesn't know, you know what I mean? So it's, right. that's, I mean, that's the rub. So you get a report. You think the inspector that did the report is unprofessional. He's not a quote. Qual- like he really, he got like, he doesn't have a license or whatever. I, I could mean-
1: see that being even a bigger problem where you're at, because if they don't even need to go through any kind of training, anything, anybody no, could nothing. walk in and be a home. That seems so crazy.
0: Yeah. But look at how many realtors, I mean, even for real estate agents, we all go. Don't through get me lot- started. Huh? Right. <laughs> Don't right. get me exactly. started. <laughs> we go through tons of training, but how many, how many agents are not good? I mean, there's a right. lot of them. So even if they do go through training, let's say you receive a re- the reseller receives a report that he completely disagrees with. He should have the right, right to disagree with it, but then absolutely. Do you do? Yes. You know, like, do you right. then spend all your money disagreeing with it? I guess the answer is Yes. I, and that and that's where it gets to be a challenge. That's where it's
1: it's really helpful to ha- I know. That's where it's really helpful to have that plumber electrician HVAC guy where you can text and say, hey, and I I literally will take a screenshot of the inspection report and a couple of pictures and send it over and say what's up and, and well yeah, but then what probably happens? Probably eight out of t- right, probably eight out of ten times the the actual licensed professional will say that's a load of horse crap. Right. This is this is really what that means. Hence the problem. So then what happens? The so let's say in this so scenario, then huh right so, it, so in this in this case where the electrical panel was the question, we had the sell the seller I said, because this is going to come up in every single inspection report. Right. Whether or not you you move forward with this buyer or not, this particular problem with these eight breakers is going to come up in every report. They're recalled breakers. You can Google it. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. So get ahead of it now. Right. If, if this stays together and we move forward, great. If it doesn't, you're just one step ahead later. But yeah. we didn't go through expanding the panel to 200 amp service. We didn't replace the whole darn thing. We replaced date breakers.
0: Right. And then you know. what happened? So then did that, like, let's say you lost that buyer. Then, lost that buyer, right. Do you then disclose that this was found and this is what was fixed?
1: No, because no. once it's addressed and once it's taken care of, it's it's no longer a disclosure. There's it's no issued. problem there's no issue. Now, if they didn't do any of those repairs, I would have had to sit down with these sellers and say, Hey, listen, you have eight breakers in here per the electrician. This is a safety hazard. It's a problem. Let's just get them fixed. Right. It's 200 bucks out of your pocket. Not a big deal to not freak out the next buyer over something that's very easily fixable.
0: Right. Yeah. This is a hard one. So I think we agree that technically like as this case reads, we, can go on a tangent on other things, but this is not <laughs> sure. <can>. An e- <laughs> <laughs>
1: How many hours do you have?
0: <laughs> <laughs> not many. So this right. is not the ethics. There's no ethics violation here. Right. I would regarding would've that code, done. but we are still, I feel like unsure if it's an ethics violation regarding the, like if it's just gossip.
1: I, from, from what I, the conversations I've had with attorneys where I'm at, which is in Illinois, um, and and we don't use attorneys throughout the entire state, but our market does. Um, you know, again, it's it's not you're not obligated to disclose the entire contents of the report because a lot of those things don't fall under the property disclosure, also. Okay. And again, if you if you if you made the effort as the seller to get clarification and you had the electrician, the plumber, the HVAC guy out, and there's and no you problem. found out you had you had a you had a cracked heat exchanger in the course of this one then yeah, you're going to have to disclose that you have a cracked heat exchanger. Right. So now your option is replace the furnace or disclose you have a cracked heat exchanger and replace the furnace in three weeks. Right. Right. Because you're going to replace it either way. Right. You're going to have to do something.
0: Right. Right. That makes sense. But if, if there was nothing wrong, like let's say they terminated the contract, the Mm -hmm. listing agent, the first one and the seller, there's nothing wrong the, the, the seller went and did some due diligence, found out there was nothing wrong. Now right, then there's nothing they have to do moving forward. But the agent then called the other agent and was like, Hey, did you do, is his heat exchanger still cracked? Is that a violation of ethics?
1: Do you want to know what the hearing panel decided? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The hearing panel disagreed with seller S's contentions. It noted that while realtors do in fact have an obligation to preserve confidential information gained in the course of any relationship with the client, standard of practice 1-9 specifically provides that latent material defects are not considered confidential information under the code of ethics. Consequently, Realtor A's disclosure did not violate article 1 of the code of ethics. So in this particular case, if the sellers were getting divorced and he found out about it, found out they were super motivated, something that he could have used with, you know, moving forward with somebody else in a subsequent offer, right. he can't use that information, but he can discuss latent defects. So he did, okay. not, did yeah. not violate the code of ethics. I right. probably would have asked the same thing. Do you got a new furnace in there? Cause if not, it needs one. Get ugly. We're good. Right. You're, you're going to need one. Right.
0: I mean, that's happened to us before where it's like our client had an uh, offer on a property. We got through the inspections and something was wrong. Like with how they installed the floor and like under how they installed the floor, it was like completely with termites and all this stuff. I know. And it was like, and the seller was just saying like, no, nothing's wrong. And we're like, yeah, there is. Like, it's not only we didn't have not only the inspector, but then like the termite guy, too. Like, right. the person right. who knows actually said, like, something is wrong. <laughs> right. And what I'm
1: finding, too, and I don't know if this is just a result of the market that we're in, is that inspections, you know, when sellers are pre- presented with findings of an inspection, which in, you know, in this particular case was the electrical, um, I, I don't know. It, it seems that sellers are having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that they have something in their home that isn't necessarily safe.
0: yeah. And,
1: and they, they, they are personally offended by it. Right. So that's where it becomes our job to kind of talk them off the ledge and say, Hey, if you knew these breakers were a fire hazard, you know, five years ago, when you put them in, you wouldn't have put them in. Right. But now we're telling you, here's the information that's out there. Right. Here's what's going to have every single inspection subsequent to this one, if we go back on the market is going to flag this, right? So no. it's just, you just got to get it to Fix it. I mean, things change too. Laws change. Right, exactly. Laws change, code changes, all kinds of stuff changes.
0: Yeah. That was a big one. I feel like every time we do one, it's like we could go down another rabbit hole. Oh
1: yeah. I, I had one years ago where the first buyer came in and when I, when I do a market analysis or put a house on, a, on the market, I do a, a pretty good thorough walkthrough with the seller, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of taking in everything. And we had a, a contract on it and the buyer did an inspection and they came back and said, there is insane structural problems. And the sellers and I kind of looked at each other, like you're looking at me right now going, what are you talking about? Right. I said, can you, they said, we want to bring in a structural engineer to eval- you know, for an inspection. And in the meantime, we had gotten two other offers. One was significantly higher than the one that was bought, that that was under contract that wanted to bring the structural engineer in. And so I sat down with the sellers and we had a conversation about it and said, I don't, you know, I asked for clarification on where they saw the indication of that. And me and the sellers are looking at it. I'm like, I don't see a leaning wall. I don't see a pitched floor. I don't see a crack. I don't see anything that would lead me to believe that there's a concern here. Right. It was an old 1920s house and the floors didn't even slope.
0: Right. Wow. So there
1: was, nice. yeah. So it's, I know it was kind of rare when I go, I don't even know what they're talking about. So instead of the sellers allowing the buyer to do a structural a structural inspection, we said, no, we're going to cancel and move on with the next buyer.
0: Yeah. Because it
1: also got them more money and it was our way out. Right. And that agent called me and she was like, Hey, then you're going to find this on every single inspection. It's going to happen right. over and over and over again. Right. And they said, well, the sellers are willing to take that gamble and, and move forward with, right. with the next buyer forward with the next buyer not a peep about structural anything
0: yeah and that's right and that's what we're talking about before you have these factors and it's just like if you disagree does that make it not true or does that make it true and so many realtors think like if the inspector says it then that makes it true but it doesn't it
1: doesn't it doesn't and it's not our job to go on you know from 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 my conversations with our attorneys it's not our job to go on a witch hunt and find things and and find things that are wrong no or if somebody says hey we think this is wrong for us to go prove that it is right i think we we take into consideration what we're looking at and make sure that everything is makes sense and and, and work with what we have
0: right i agree yeah yeah all right well chicago or chicago rachel's in chicago hey i am western suburbs hey so if uh, anybody has So if they have a a referral that they want to send you in Chicago, what's the best way to get a hold of you? And my number is 630-542-8688. Perfect. And she's on Facebook. I am. I'm on Facebook at Rachel Real Estate. Perfect. And then of course, if you have some interest in finding out more about EXP, you can call or text me at 513-400-1691. All right, Rachel. Hey, thanks a lot. I always appreciate you being on. You bet. We'll see you next time. See ya.